Hey, what's going on, Clipper fans? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And you know, I am pretty positive Chuck Locklear. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers <laughs> podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks mm-hmm. who uh, bring you locked on Clippers five days a week. Seven in the morning it comes out, Monday through Friday. Have you ready for the playoffs? Uh, yes. Hope you're ready for the playoffs. Kind of a puzzling end to the Clippers season, it which is an odd one. We're going to talk about. We're going to have a weekend recap for you. Uh, obviously, the Clips lost to both the Rockets and the Thunder. <sighs> Sorry, Stu. Uh, the guy, Stu Quinn. And yes, it did get the push though. Did Didn't lose push. money on the deal, which is nice. Uh, however, Clippers are locked in at the four, taking yep. on. Dallas at the five. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're going to talk about what we liked from this weekend, what we didn't like, and just kind of talk about sort of, you know, what what the thought process was maybe behind these final two games, because I, I got to be honest with you, I'm a little bit shook by this ending to the season. It's a little it, puzzling. There's it, some interesting choices that were made. It doesn't quite sit right with me. Uh, yeah. But anyways, we'll talk about that. And then we're going to do end of the regular season slash pre-playoff Fun check, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which basically what it sounds like. Yeah, it's a fun check. We're gonna see Are how we we're having doing. fun. What was fun? <laughs> uh, we'll also be talking about the biggest surprises from the season um, and give you some initial thoughts, kind of on the maps. We're gonna be digging through that more throughout the week. This will be kind of a playoff week uh, of episodes, and then it's the freshies. Every single Monday, we talk about the fresh guys on the squad. Mm-hmm. We've also got a Luke Kennard progress report. Yes, we do. Clippers very aggressively trying to win games, so there are some heavy Luke Kennard oh, yes. minutes. Uh, <laughs> so all that and more coming up right about number first. Gotta let you know, no ad today. No ad today. It's a good day. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so the Clippers uh, just had a tank-filled weekend. If you if you watched 70 games of the Clippers season and you sat out these two, I don't blame you for a second. Yeah, that's fair. I watched both of them. We talked about uh, sort of in our weekend preview, like just kind of wanting to end the season on a strong note. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Which the Rockets game, so if you... After watching the Rockets game, I think a lot of people were pretty hyped up, right? Surge looked great in the Rockets game. Yep. Um, yeah. Surge looked as good as you could have possibly hoped in terms of how he was moving. Um, he didn't start the game. He only played 17 minutes, but he went six of eight from the field. He hit four, uh, hit four free or three free throws of his four. His finishing looked really nice too. Yeah, seven boards, four assists. Like he looked, I mean, it was as good as you could have wanted him to look. So I think that game. And people were resting in this game, obviously. Um, PG and Kawhi rested that game. Uh, Which makes sense. Second night of the back-to-back. For sure. Yeah, Zoo yeah, th- no. took a three and made it. Yep. Was out of the game after that. Marcus Morris played nine minutes. Like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a lot. Uh, and Serge came off the bench for those 17 minutes. So, like... Not a bunch of real takeaways from that Rockets game. Jay Scrubs started, which was awesome to see. We're going to talk about him more in the freshies. But... Before this Thunder game, I think everyone probably felt a lot better because then it was kind of like, all right, if we win, pretty much going to be playing the Blazers. If yeah. we lose, we're going to be playing the Mavs. I personally really would have preferred to play the Blazers. Yeah, so... I think a lot of people would have. It's not a crazy difference. I still think, and we're going to talk about this again in the second segment, I still think it's maybe just a five-game series, but I think it's a lot harder and there's a lot higher chance for it to be not a five-game series. 
I think there's the possibility for it to be a little bit more difficult. Um, certainly, you know, what we saw in the playoffs last year, uh, which, you know, this is a different team. 100%. But it, it was a harder... It was a harder first round series, I think. Than, Absolutely. Uh, than maybe we had thought we were initially in for. Yeah. Um, and you know, granted, you know, there's a last minute buzzer beater that went into that. You know, it could, that one could have been a five game series mm-hmm. too. Um, and you know, PG had his had, had his thing. So his thing. <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of things. I guess I guess for me. Um, well, should we just should we just before we talk about the, this kind of playoff? Yeah, uh, let's talk the, about the, the OKC playoff, game. Let's talk about the actual which a, game, which was a nightmare. We, we sat almost everybody: no Kawhi, no Paul George, no Rondo, no Mook, no Batum. Zoo played a minute. Yeah, was Maybe it even less. a full minute? I think it was six seconds. Yeah, Zoo played. Uh, yeah, Zoo played six seconds. They just wanted him to get the Iron Man streak, which I love. So I, we were talking <laughs> about this before the podcast. I, I think that the Iron Man thing is is really really cool. Um, you know, not a lot of players do it. Um, certainly, yeah, for, certainly for you know your stars, uh, especially higher usage guys. It's a lot of times just not worth the risk, you know, uh, of the accumulated like little knocks and stuff that you take throughout the season. But for, sure. for the guys, you know, it's it's. I feel like it's going to become a thing where like it's really only positionally possible for you know kind yeah. of like centers and certain and certain players, rotation players. Yeah. Um, but I, I love it. I, I think that it's awesome that they, you know, that, that Zoo got got there um, and, you know, really was just such a consistent presence yeah. for the Clippers. Hasn't missed a game in two seasons. All season. Uh, what we liked from this game, uh, I don't know. Serge and Bev looked healthy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Definitely. Bev definitely. had a nice block. Serge looked spry. Got into his little floater game. Yep, for sure. Um, neither guy shot well at yeah. all. Um, I think Serge went... One of seven from three? Yes. Yeah, Serge went one of seven. Bev went 0 of two. I don't know. Are, do we have any concerns heading into the playoffs about these guys? I mean, Bev was five of eight overall. Yeah. So, like, I'm not tripping about it. The, the Surge thing, I mean, he said as much. You know, his shot isn't where he wants it to be right now. Um, Which makes total sense. I think if he's locked in defensively, uh, it's certainly less of a concern. That's a good call. Uh, and yeah. they were communicating. There's enough shooting that like Serge not shooting well. It's not like, oh shit. Yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think right in now, the, on the I, 16th. And I don't think in the playoffs we're going to be doing the thing where we run the first shot to Serge. Dude, we might, man. <laughs> on the first possession, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, but they were communicating. You know, they, you know, it's, it's good to see them get the time that they got. It was still sub 20 minutes for both of them. Yeah. But um, a, a chance to sort of work through some mistakes and just kind of get back up to court speed. Yes. So I, I think, you know, as far as Surge um, goes, I mean, I guess I would have liked to see him in a win, but like at least <laughs> right. having him on the court for a couple of games um, is, is sort of really the best scenario, like the best case scenario for this season. Yeah. Right? And, the, and mean, these two games particularly, it was like, just let's just hope these guys look healthy. Yeah. Um, what we didn't like, and I guess this goes kind of over to the two games overall, like what? So the canoes weren't supposed to win this game. Pretty like, obviously. Were they? Like, I can't figure it out. I don't think so. I don't think they were. Oturu took 21 shots in this game. Yeah. He got blocked on eight of them. Yeah. He got blocked on more shots than he made. And like, we weren't like... There's no plays. We weren't like calling plays out of, out of timeouts or like, yeah, I don't know. 
it would appear to me that the guys were not really put in a position where this was like a must-win game. You know? Yes. Uh, our buddy Steven on Twitter basically said that. He said, I hate the non-coaching in these last two games. I don't care if you want to lose. He adds, which is BS anyways. But not calling timeouts, teaching the young guys winning habits, running OTOs. Just really bad decision by Ty Lue. And he says he's a Ty Lue fan. It's a little odd. And I mean, it's like, I didn't... I don't know. It's just, it was, maybe I'm angry that I spent time watching that game, but yeah, no, that's fair. It was not an attractive game of basketball from either team. Not that they should have. I don't know. It just felt like that the Clippers, they could have won this game even with the amount of benchings they had. If there had been some semblance of not even a game plan, but like you said, just some plays, some sort of urgency or like something, this game could have been winnable and we would have drawn an easier matchup, but apparently that's not, Maybe there's bigger, there's bigger ideas. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that like in just a sec. Just the couple things that we didn't like from this game specifically uh, that are super game specific. <laughs> the paint defense was laughable. That was horrible. Poku killed, uh, Poku killed us, like we called. I mean, granted, Patrick Patterson uh, did play 42 minutes in this one. Yep. Uh, we got outscored <laughs> 76 to 44 in the paint, which... Uh, yeah, giving up 76 points in the paint, that is, uh, that's a pretty big number. That's not good. Anyways, uh, Oturu, we touched on too. Got a lot uh, of work to do, man. Yeah, he had a lot of shots blocked. There were some, I, I mean, I, I don't know. He hit a three, which I guess was cool. He did. He just can't seem to jump very high, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I think his footwork is the biggest thing that he needs to work on. Like, he, he just needs Dude, to add like shot some- blocked eight times uh, yeah he just needs to add some variety and like some changes of direction and like little hesitations and fakes and like he, he just he, he's a little predictable around the basket for sure. um which you know is understandable it's not really a knock on him at young this, big man oh two or you know entering the rotation <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a knock on him at this at this stage of his career i mean he's just he's seen so little time and everything yeah, like I, and the g league season was goofy this year yeah. like i i don't know and he was injured so yeah, I, I'm not really freaking out about that. But so let's get into like sort of like the weird machinations of of this game in the last two games. I just want to start out by saying that, like, like I said up top, like I'm kind of shook by the way that we ended this season. I'm like, I, I <laughs> and, and, and I don't know, because I'm not typically like a rule follower, I would say I, I, I pretty, you know, <laughs> I'm not Are you really saying a, you're a self-proclaimed like badass. <laughs> what are you trying to say right here? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying I'm like super by the numbers of a person okay uh but like i'm not a big fan of of like trying to manipulate manipulate your way around the standings like i i don't i don't like it like something about it 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 just kind of rubs me the wrong way you're setting yourself up for bad karma yes and i i do understand like wanting a certain matchup or something i I guess i don't understand why of the two available matchups this was the one i have no idea either um so yeah, I I don't know, man. Like also, I I just don't like the sound of it. Fourth seed Clippers. It doesn't sound good. I don't like it. Um, middle of the pack. Very much the middle of the pack. We're gonna be doing a quick uh, updike end of regular season slash pre playoff fun check next segment. We do got to give one more shout out to Stu Quinn. He pushed his bet. At least he didn't lose. Yes, it's very good. Shout outs to shout outs to. Um, you put your money on the Clippers and you might. <laughs> Not lose. <laughs> Should be their slogan. Coming up, we're talking playoff match as well. It's kind of the biggest surprise of this Clippers season. But first, we got to shout out to Indeed. Pretend that you're the hiring expert for your company. What do you need? Done. Very easy to do. For Locked On Clippers, we hire and fire everybody. 
What you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so we're back and we're doing a fun check. End of the regular season, pre-playoff. We're going to talk yeah. about some final season stats, some biggest surprises from the season. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about sort of our initial thoughts on this first round playoff opponent. Hell yeah. So let's kick things off with some regular season stats. Tell some us pretty, the numbies. Some pretty crazy stuff. Clippers, of course, finished fourth, which feels disrespectful to how well the team played all year. I know. It, it's a it's, credit to how good the West was. I don't mean that in a weird way, but like, man, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, not like being able to make up any ground while we were on that insane kind of tear makes no sense. Makes no sense. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, it, it is a testament to how good the West was this year. Um, and just, you know, how difficult it is with a shortened season and, and guys kind of in and out of the rotation and all the, you know, all the regular pitfalls that seem to strike the Clippers yes. <laughs> every single season. Um Kawhi Leonard finished averaging 25-7-5 and five on 51-40-89 splits. So close to that 50-40-90. He was like 90. seven free th- made free throws away from being in 50-40-90. 62% true shooting. PG finished averaging 23-7-5 on 47-41-87 splits. 60% true shooting. Mook finishes the year averaging 13 a game with four boards, shooting 47% from three. Yeah. Marcus Morris, fourth most important player on the Clippers. Who's three? Zoo. Oh, nice. Like it. I think this year. I like it. Um, what's the biggest surprise of the season, do you think? Reggie Jackson is the Clippers starting point guard, and we're cool with it? <laughs> that's a really good one. <laughs> I mean, like... That's absolutely fair. I, I, I like... Look, I you know, I had my concerns about Pat coming into this year. For sure. Uh, he's had his durability issues. I would not have thought coming into this season that A, Reggie Jackson would be the majority starting point guard for the Clippers, that he would be leading a like historically efficient Third offense. Best half court offense. And that it would honestly, like, you know, he still does have some some drawbacks as a player, but mm-hmm. overall I I thought he did a really good job in the position that he was put in. Yeah. Um, you know, getting this team to the fourth seed. Okay. So I feel like the I feel like it should be like the third and a half or the second <laughs> and a half because the West was so good. Nick Batum also shout out to the Batum Battalion. Great season for the Batum Battalion. The best season. This one wasn't a surprise, buddy. <laughs> Batum led the Clippers this season with the amount of minutes played. Oh, really? Which I think is a very interesting stat. Yeah. He finished shooting 46, 40, uh, excuse me. 46, 40, and 83 
Averaged eight points, almost five boards, two assists, one steal, almost an entire block. Nice. He also had the best steal to turnover ratio on the Clippers. So Is that a stat people care about? I don't know. Could be. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Yeah, I think Batum and Reggie are up there with the biggest surprises. Also, we have to give a shout out to Ty Lue. Yeah. Did he exceed, meet, or underperform your expectations? Given the, the hand that he was dealt with, I mean, I think that for me, he far exceeded. I think he far exceeded. Getting the Clippers to the fourth seed. Okay, you're putting a weird vibe on it. <laughs> um, I just don't like the sound of it, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. It sounds like we were a bad team. <laughs> Not bad, but I mean, it sounds like right. we were more mid than we were. Yeah, I think, yeah, the Western Conference this year was like a, a dispensary where everything is just top shelf somehow. Yeah. And you buy some of the best dry herb <laughs> you've ever enjoyed. And it was like, you know, it was like a $40 eighth. And you're like, whoa, okay, this is weird. Uh, yeah. But I'll take it. This doesn't seem like it should have only been 40 bucks. Yeah, Tyloo exceeded my expectations too. He was great. Team was manufacturing wide open threes. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I uh, the, like... Just the the whole offense as a whole. Terrence Mann growing up before our eyes. Terrence Mann, great surprise. Terrence Mann, huge surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, like, just so much good stuff Long really did stuff. happen this season. I think the like just the whole vibe of the team. I think coming out of like the way the season ended last year, um, to really put it together and like just be a much more congealed or like the vibes were better yeah just like a a much more put together kind of unit i i think was really impressive um trading lou was kind of a surprise i was gonna say lou ferrando was also not something yeah that i fully saw coming didn't like it at the time yeah we were both critical of the move both critical Um, of it it's hard to not be a little emotional i mean lou Oh yeah, Lou was. Absolutely. I mean, I'll be the first to say that that's what that's honestly mostly what ended my critique. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Lou was um, one of the most exciting parts of being a Clipper fan for the, his entirety of the time he was here. So, 100%. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, some wild stuff there. Let's talk about this. Let's do some quick just thoughts about the Mavs. We're gonna do a crossover episode with uh, Nick Angst about this, probably yep. on the Friday episode. Looking forward to that. Initial thoughts. You know, just really would have preferred the Blazers. I don't think this was the goal to play this Mavs team. I think it was maybe a goal to keep whatever happens with the Lakers, just have other teams deal with it until we see them in the Western Conference Finals. But I think that's kind of a very confident, big brain move to have made if that's the goal. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like that, That's why it doesn't sit right with me to try to manipulate the standings because like, you just still can't. There's too many other variables. There's a playing game. Yeah, like there's just too many other variables outside of your damn control. Like I just think you should try to stay in the in the driver's seat. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. For what you can control. Uh, so so I don't know. I, I mean, like I I think that it's this this matchup to me is more of like the I think I already said it, but like the quantifiable unknown because two of our games against this team are essentially scratches. Yeah, you can't even look at the stat profiles. Yeah, the worst franchise, worst loss in franchise history, and then like there was like you said like another like thirty point. Yeah, ass kicking where you're like so we don't. Where like, but guys were out. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, wasn't like goofy. it wasn't a normal game. Um, so I, I, you know, like I, I don't know. I just keep coming back to like it. I, if this was the intention, I'm, I'm not sure what they like more about this matchup. Um, 
but it seems like an interesting call. Yeah. I, so, like, for the Blazers, it was like, this one's going to go four or five. Yeah. And the for Blazers, the Mavs, though, to their credit, like, we're kind of surging. Like, we're kind of putting it together in the season, and the Mavs have... But we have a stat profile. Maybe taking a little bit of a step back. But, yes. From this totally. season of the Blazers where it's like, we have your number. Yeah. We absolutely have your number. Yeah. The Mavs, I think it's probably going to go five or six games. Yeah. I'm leaning more towards five. But, again, I, I, think so. I don't know. I think, yeah, it's just, it's tough. I think that it, I don't know, it seems like the harder matchup, but once again, like, led by a younger guard. I don't know. I don't know. And then part of me wonders, too, like, is this, were they getting too big brain and, like, maybe thinking about the second round and maybe they like the matchup with Utah a little bit more than they like, you know, like what they saw against the Suns or, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't sit. 100% well. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not, I don't know how really concerned I am. I know, and how I because of how bad on. the last two games were from a purely basketball perspective. Mm, mm-hmm, There's nothing mm-hmm. to actually worry about the Clippers from these last two games. Oh, absolutely. But not. it just looked bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Coming up, I'm excited to dive into this the rest of the week. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking the Freshies as well as the Luke Kennard Progress Report. But first, Will, talk to me about protein bars. All right, so look, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and now it's new and improved and even more delicious than before. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, sea, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Ooh, yummy. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Don't want to be fighting with your protein bar. Never. Save your strength for the gym. Save your protein bar. Soft and easy to chew. Yeah, of course. Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. And right now we have a very special offer for for our listeners for a limited time. You can get a free cooler with purchase only while supplies last. You're going to want to get on this. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now that we're satiated, what? how can I maybe make a few bucks? If you want to make a few bucks, got to check out Bet Online. Oh, I think that's where our boy Stu Quinn got his push for the Clippers win total. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL and the MLB are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. All cap letters, one word. For your first uh, deposit, you'll get that welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with the freshies. And as always, a Luke Kennard progress report. Man, last one of the season. Kind of bummed. You don't think he's going to play in the playoffs? Uh, last one of the regular season. There you go. Right. Um, what should we start off with first? Let's start off with, uh, let's start off with Surge. Surge looks great. Physically, yes. I don't. I know we've been kind of down for part of this podcast, but if you watch these two games, you got to be hyped on how healthy Serge looked. He looked infinitely more kind of playoff ready than I thought he was going to look in that Rockets game. Thunder game, 
I'm chalking it up to whatever the hell that it was. Yeah, yeah. And he still looked pretty spry. Pat is looking good too. Yeah, I'm fascinated at what his playoff role is going to look like. Yeah. Right? Agreed. He's just played so much less with the team. He's played so little in over under that first round. How many minutes a game do you think he averages? No idea. 15? You taking the over? Probably not. I mean, on his comeback from no, injury, they were doing the four-minute stints. I mean, it's less than 20. He played He played 18 in the Thunder game. So, yeah, I'd, I'd put it around 15. 15, maybe, maybe he could get up to 20. If the line was 17 and a half, I'd maybe take the under. But not by much. <laughs> but, you know, Surge is looking good. Yeah. Um, I think that it's great that the the roles have been defined by yes. Tyloo. At least he's like, this is what's uh, happening. Here's who's starting. Here's yeah. who's coming off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. At least for right now, you know, maybe that could be matchup shifted. Um, but I, I think that like getting sort of that clarification is is good for everybody. It's Absolutely. good for the team. I mean, it's good for Zoo. It's, I think it's great for Surge too. So it's nice because I kind of forgot how good the center rotation is with Surge and Zoo both healthy, right? It was yeah. so long that we were without Surge that you kind of lost sight of how great it is that our second center, Serge Ibaka, is going to be going against not total backups because it's the playoffs, but that's a fantastic big to have off the bench. Yeah, and then, you know, we have Cousins to soak up some minutes. What was up with Cousins not being on the active roster for the Thunder game? I, no idea. Wasn't even listed on the injury report, didn't play at all. Yeah. Um, just kind of weird. Very weird. Very weird. Um, Another thing that just indication felt like not a game they were really trying to win. I don't, I don't know. No. Yeah, not at all. Um, we got to talk some J scrub. Yes. Let's do it. Man got to start versus the Rockets. Yes. Played a hefty amount of ga- minutes in that Thunder game, but I think they took him out in the last four because he was playing too well for the Clippers. <laughs> Had what? 17 points too? Yeah. I think he missed every single three he took, but not too worried about that. He was not, I mean, like that was a knock on him coming yeah. in, right? Like not, not a strong three-point shooter. One thing he does well that really surprises me, dude, he's a beast on the offensive glass. Really showed in that, <laughs> it, it, it really showed in that Thunder he, game. He puts an effort for those offensive boards, which I really like. Um, yeah. I don't know, for someone who didn't play basketball for a year and a half. He snags seven boards in that Thunder game. <laughs> He didn't play basketball for a year and a half, and then he comes into a game against the Rockets where he played a bunch of time. He plays 36 minutes against the Thunder. Yeah. Like, I mean, the story's starting off pretty well. He's exceeded all my expectations, which were none. The the eye test, I mean, looks pretty good, too. Like, he, uh, you know, physically, like, his body is ready the for the NBA. Smooth too. The, yeah, the, the shot looks good. The release looks good. Um, has a good eye and feel for the game. Um, yeah, definitely has exceeded my expectations. Gets to the rim really well. Yes. He is very focused on what he's doing when he starts <laughs> driving. Um, I'm, you know, he's like a bit of a chucker. But yeah, I, f- well, we, you know, you, you do also have to like consider the games that he played. Yeah, like the the adjustment of like his usage in those. Well, games. and the, you got to consider the system he's coming from. Yeah. He's coming from being the best player in junior college. Yeah. You're not getting that average in 9 assists, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you're getting I mean, you might, but more more than likely you're getting it by chucking up shots and hitting a fair amount. Um, 
No, shout out Jay Scrub. What a season for him. There's so many good stories on the Clippers this season. Um, turning into what might be one of the weirder stories on the Clippers this season, the Luke Kennard progress report. Yes. Pretty okay versus the Rockets. Yeah. 23 points, 40 minutes. Everyone was resting. Uh, a mixed bag against the Thunder. Yeah, so, I mean, he just really struggled from deep in this one. Overall efficiency was pretty meh. He would, uh, I think he finished like 43% from the floor. He did have three steals, though, which I thought kind of showed... <laughs> Defensive like a, beast? Uh, Luke Kallar? I, th- I think it showed like some nice anticipation uh, and it's sort of just, just heads up play and, and knowing where to be, um, which sometimes I, I just do feel as though Luke can look a little lost on the court, which For sure. is not a knock on him. I mean, he hasn't had a real clearly defined role. He has stayed ready, um, but it, it's difficult... It just feels like maybe they haven't had enough reps in practice, like really working out, yeah. you know, like where he's supposed to be and like what, you know, like what is being expected of him on, on the other end of the floor. Like we, we know yeah. what he does offensively, right? That's, yeah. you know, that's pretty well defined. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's been, you know, he's never going to be a great defender, but I, yeah. I do think that he can improve his positioning and, um, and just work on little things to make him, you know, Better. not a complete black hole. Absolutely. <laughs> um, shout out Luke Kennard. Oh, shout out to someone who we didn't talk about in the Thunder recap. They pulled Terrence Mann for playing too well in the Thunder game. Yeah. They had to have. Um, Terrence Mann went seven for eight in 23 minutes. He had 19 points. Yeah. They were like, okay, the Terrence, stop. <laughs> hey, just stop. Terrence, buddy. Okay. <laughs> we're trying to lose. Um, I don't know, man. How? Uh, let's get out of here. We got a <coughs> we got a fantastic slate of guests guests and, this week. Yeah, we're it's gonna be a you know playoff centric week, obviously. So oh yeah, we're excited to get into that. Wednesday show we're gonna have Ethan Smith of Clipperholics and yes. Lockdown Pirates. We are going to have Miriam Swanson of the OC Register on Thursday's episode. Love it. Yes, and. That crossover episode. Crossover ep with Locked On Mavs. Locked On Mavs. Nick Anx is going to be on the pod. That's going to be a fun time. Last time, last year, he called the Luca buzzer beater over Rich. Yeah. He's like, Luca's going to hit a game winner. And we were like, maybe. And then it just did. Yep. <laughs> um, tomorrow's episode, you might be solo. Yeah. I'm, uh, might, might get a guess. We'll see what happens. Might get a guess. I am, I'm headed to my first Dodgers game the day you're listening to this. Could not tell you how excited I am to try that new dog. <laughs> Playoff matchup talking. There's also Twitter Tuesday, so send those questions into at Locked On Clips. That's not that's not stopping just because I'm not going to be there. Then of course whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Shout out to all the USPS workers we got out there. Um, well, where can these people, you know, tell a friend to listen to the pod? Tell your friends to listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works. It's fabulous. As we mentioned up top, we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. We absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William, the opinion updike. We appreciate you.